The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Profit. Tired of having no true hedging option? Well, enter Profit, the only marketplace designed for users to buy and sell previously placed sports bets. Profit lets you sell a percentage of your bet, guaranteeing immediate profit while keeping skin in the game on your original bet. So sign up today for early access at betprofit.co. That's at betprofit.co. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Now, this is the second podcast that will be coming out from me this week. The third one will be coming out tomorrow, and it will be a preview of the big fight of the weekend, Dante Wilder versus Tyson Fury. And it will also feature my lock dog tease for the NFL this weekend. Obviously, I'm involved in the lock-off with Ryan Kramer. At the moment, it stands at... Me being three and one and Kramer being two and two. So I have the lead three, two at the moment. And hopefully we'll see that out to the end of the season and we will get Kramer into a Green Bay Packers jersey. Although, unfortunately, both the Giants and the Packers will not be making the playoffs this season, which is just embarrassing for Green Bay. And hopefully McCarthy will now fuck off finally. So let's take a look at the EPL. Last week, we did land our lock once again. This takes us to... 13 and 3 for the season. The lock last week was, of course, Everton. We failed to hit the parlay because Manchester United messed it up with Jose Mourinho and United getting a nil-nil draw against Palace. Otherwise, we would have swept the parlay as well. And uh, we landed the dog with Fulham starting with a win under Claudio Ranieri. So good week last week, going 8-2 and two on the podcast overall. I would be more than happy with that again this week if we go 8-2. and two. Uh, I actually did manage to find statistics for the entire season so far in terms of what we've picked on the EPL show, and that includes the EPL shows where they were international weeks. And uh, I have a full statistical breakdown of what we've done up until this point in this season. So that's not just locks. That also involves every single pick that we've made. I'll be looking at that at the end of the show so you can get a full up-to-date analysis of what we've done this season. And I must say, it is quite impressive to this point. And I am very pleased with how everything has gone on the EPL so far. It has been definitely one of our best seasons to date. 
let's have a look at this week's games, which start on Friday with Cardiff hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now, what's interesting about the first four games, or rather what looks like it will be potentially uninteresting, is that I have taken the same bet for all of the first four games that I'm going to cover. And I've not done this intentionally. I've gone out of my way to try and lean towards something else. So this wouldn't be the circumstance that I find myself in where I'm picking the same pick for the first four games. However, I feel I'd be doing people a disservice because I genuinely think that there will not be three goals in any of the first four games I want to cover. The first one I'm going to look at is Cardiff versus Wolves, where Cardiff are 13-5, 21-10 to draw, and 6-5 on Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, I don't like Wolverhampton Wanderers as a favourite at the moment, the way they're playing. Yes, they got a good result at Arsenal, but against the lower teams, they've not been playing well. Last week, they were embarrassed at home and beaten by Huddersfield by two goals to nil and didn't look remotely like scoring. Cardiff themselves don't score a lot of goals either. The over two and a half goals has only cashed in one of Wolves' last five games. So 80% of Wolves' last five games have gone under. The under in this game is four to six. And seeing as... Wolves' bad form recently will will make Cardiff think that they are, are extremely beatable here and they certainly won't want to lose this game. I think both teams will come into this cautiously. Cardiff approach every game with caution because every team that play them are better than them, especially on paper. And Wolves are off a terrible run where they've been shipping goals left and right and not scoring. So I don't think that they will want to get off to a bad start here against Cardiff. I definitely think this game gets to half-time with less than two goals, which certainly opens the door to less than three goals overall, making the under two and a half goals the pick here. Moving on to Saturday's game, Crystal Palace versus Burnley, where Palace are three to five, 11 to four the draw, and five to one on Burnley. Again, I'm going to go straight to the under over two and a half goal statistics. And what I found is, is that only two of Palace's last five games have produced over two and a half goals. But, the particular trend that I like is at home because it took until the Arsenal game just four weeks ago for Palace to score their first goal at home. And then immediately after that, they went back against Tottenham and uh, were beaten at home by a goal to nil. So Crystal Palace, if we have a look at the league table, have only scored two goals at home all season. And they scored those two goals in the same game, which was at home to Arsenal. And both those goals came from the penalty spot. So in actuality, Crystal Palace haven't scored a goal at home in open play all season. Now let's run through this for a second. So they got the 1-0 home defeat against Tottenham. They had the 2-2 against Arsenal. Before that, they lost uh, 1-0 at home to Wolves. Before that, they drew 0-0 against Newcastle. Before that, they lost 2-0 at home to Southampton. Before that, they lost 2-0 at home to Liverpool. And that's as far back as it goes. So that was their first home game, 2-0 Liverpool. So they've scored two goals from open play all season. There's absolutely no doubt that 
the pick here has to once again be under two and a half goals. And Burnley themselves aren't exactly prolific goal scorers either. So add that factor to it as well. You have an extremely defensive team coming to Crystal Palace. A team that have only scored two goals at home from open play. Um, obviously, all trends can be broken and all trends will be broken and all runs will come to an end. But obviously, in this situation, you have to bet it because it's highly unlikely that Crystal Palace are going to go from scoring zero goals at home to becoming prolific goal scorers that end up getting a 4-0 home win against Burnley. It's just not going to happen. Up next, again, we're looking at two teams that don't score a lot of goals. It's Huddersfield against Brighton. The in-game prices are 7-5 Huddersfield, 19-10 to the draw, and 12-5 to Brighton. I do think Brighton are a dog in this game uh, because I still don't think Huddersfield are good, even though they've, ra- they've raised their league position up to 15th spot. The over-under statistics on this game, only one of Huddersfield's last five games have produced over two and a half goals and only two of Brighton's. The under two and a half goals in this game is four to seven, so slightly shorter than the first two that we gave out. Uh, I didn't actually give a price out, I don't think, for the Crystal Palace game because I actually had it ticked off. Yeah, that one is 10 to 11. So it's 10 to 11 to go under. That's an incredible price to get that at minus 110. And this one is the strongest one so far. It's four to seven. The bookies are strongly leaning towards under two and a half goals. But it's under minus 200. It is something that we can pick. So we will be going with it as well. The next one, Leicester against Watford. Leicester is six to five to win this game. 23 to 10 to draw and nine to four on Watford. Leicester have been involved in games that haven't produced any goals ever since the death of their chairman. And even that game against West Ham, they found themselves in a one-all draw where they needed a 90th-minute equaliser. After that, they went and played Cardiff and won 1-0. After that, they came back and had a nil-nil. Last weekend, they had a one-all against Brighton. In the cup at the weekend, uh, sorry, in the midweek, they had a nil-nil draw against Southampton and had to go through on penalties. This Leicester team are struggling really badly to score goals and when you look at the opposition which is Watford they've only scored over they're only two of their last five games to produce over two and a half goals and only one of Leicester's so the over under here the under two and a half goals is the underdog in this game at even money it's eight to eleven that there'll be over two and a half goals and I can see why they've gone for that in this game because these two teams at the start of the season were considered to be attack-minded player, attack-minded teams and they've got attack-minded players on the pitch. However, statistically, they've not been producing because you combine the last ten, the last five games together, five plus five, making ten, only three of the games out of those ten have produced over two and a half goals, making it a 30% chance, meaning that you're getting even money on something that seems to have a 70% chance of cashing. So again under two and a half goals in that game. So that's what I've done here. And as I mentioned at the start, I've gone for under two and a half goals for the first four games of the Premier League here. Uh, That comes to a screeching halt up next because we've got Manchester City versus Bournemouth, where Man City are one to eight favourites to win the game. It's 15 to two to draw and 16 to one Bournemouth. Uh, Man City are coming off a 4-0 win in the league um, and they also beat Bournemouth 4-0 in this fixture last season. It'll be interesting to see what Eddie Howe does here because last season when he played this fixture and they lost 4-0, he decided to rest players, but that was because... um, 
Bournemouth were in more of a relegation hunt than they are this this season. They seem to already be safe this season, so maybe he will go for it. I think the idea was last year that we're going to lose this game anyway, so let's not bother to, to make any kind of effort, which is ridiculous. Um, the bet that I've gone for here is um, Man City to win the game. And I was going to go for over two and a half goals. Going to over, God, I'm going to push it to Man City to win and over three and a half goals. And that's available at 10 to 11. The reason I'm pushing it to the over three and a half goals is because Bournemouth have scored a lot of goals this season and they could contribute to this. So if Bournemouth will score in this game, I definitely fancy City to get three. And if Bournemouth don't score, there's nothing to say City won't get four again because Bournemouth have been playing well this season, but they've not been renowned for having a great defence. So it wouldn't surprise me if City got four here. It wouldn't surprise me if Bournemouth contributed towards the over three and a half goals cashing. But I certainly expect City to come out and win this game and carry on their run and stay top of the table. Up next, you've got Newcastle versus West Ham, where Newcastle have really sorted themselves out. They've climbed up the table to 13th. They actually come into this game above West Ham in the table. They are 7-5 to win this game, 9-4 the draw, and 2-1 West Ham. Now, looking at this game, where we gave a lot of... Um, over two and a half, under two and a half goals at the start. Statistically, the under two and a half goals does favour this as well. We're only two of Newcastle's last five producing over two and a half goals, and only two of West Ham's last five producing over two and a half goals. However, I feel differently about this game now. I just feel that both these teams have sort of worked themselves into more of a relaxing position where it looked like both teams at separate times were going to be faced with relegation. I think it's become abundantly clear now that there are a lot worse teams in the Premier League. I think if you look at Cardiff and Huddersfield, there's two prime examples. Um, Fulham are still in trouble, despite the fact Ranieri got the win last week. And of course, you have to look at Burnley, who were actually beaten by Newcastle on Monday. For me, I'm going to stick my neck out here and go for both teams to score. Both teams to score has come through in two of Newcastle's last five, but three of West Ham's last five. So even though these two teams are not producing three or four goals in their games, they are finding ways to concede at both ends or score and, and concede at the same time. So uh, that is actually, again, an underdog price. It's at 11 to 10. It's uh, four to six that both teams don't score. But I think this could end up being some kind of a score draw because there's nothing really to separate these two teams. I'll give the slight edge to Newcastle because they are playing at home. Up next, we have Southampton versus Man United, where Southampton are 16 to 5, 13 to 5 the draw, and Manchester United are available at 5 to 6, 10 to 11 in some prices. Um, Man United needed a 90th minute winner to beat young boys. If you look at that, you would think to yourself that Man United aren't in the best form at the moment. They're coming off um, a nil-nil draw against Crystal Palace and a one-nil win against young boys in the Champions League. So if you look at that and you look at the last three hours of football Man United have played at Old Trafford, and it's only produced one goal by Marion Fellaini, you would be highly concerned. However, 
what it has also produced is clean sheets. Man United haven't conceded a goal for three hours, which is an improvement considering that there were goals flying in all over the place. In addition to that, David David De Gea now looks like himself again in goal. He's just extended his deal at Man United this week, so that's definitely a good thing. And Southampton themselves are not prolific goal scorers, so... I don't expect them to, to provide Man United with too much threat. In addition to that, despite the fact Man United have been lackluster at home, they haven't been lackluster away. Don't forget, it was only a few weeks ago they beat Juventus. Don't forget that they were seconds away from beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and ending their unbeaten record. Yes, they put in a pretty bad performance against Man City in a Manchester derby, but generally Man United's away form hasn't been too bad. Yes, there's been blips there. I know they lost to Brighton earlier on in the season. I know they didn't turn up against West Ham, but actually the West Ham game, Man United didn't play that badly. Uh, I watched the entire game and West Ham just seemed to take every chance that they got and Man United did dominate the ball in that game and since then uh, that defeat has really spearheaded Man United to sort themselves out they've only suffered two defeats since then and they've come to Juventus and Man City which is fairly respectable and in the Juventus game they did turn it around as well so coming into this game which is a must-win scenario but I think we say that every week about Man United um, I do think that they will be able to go to Southampton and win. Like I said, the away record isn't too bad. Southampton aren't that good. Man United do seem to be sorting themselves out now defensively, um, and they don't have the pressure of the Old Trafford uh, crowd on their back. The Old Trafford crowd is, is a mix of tourists and fans that get on their back straight away that, that think they're entitled to some kind of uh, special attack in football and that we should automatically be destroying teams whereas the away fans I think are a bit more intelligent and don't get on their back and are just there for you know, you know the day out and the, 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 the chance to see Man United is far more relaxing and you can see that the players are a lot more relaxed as well and they've, they've gone and had decent away wins this season I think this would be another one and I, I don't entirely rate South so I don't think this would be a big win and I'm really surprised you were able to get Man United at the price of, of 10 to 11 because I would have this at something more along the lines of 4 to 6, 8 to 13, maybe even as uh, small as 4 to 7. So it's a great price here and uh, that gives this one a lock potential for me because I think Man United will win this game on Saturday afternoon. Moving on to Sunday's games, and we have Chelsea versus Fulham, where Claudio Ranieri returns to Chelsea. Chelsea are one to five to win this game, so eleven to two to draw, and twelve to one Fulham. Um, Chelsea coming off the back of their first defeat of the season, not just in the Premier League. This was entirely their first defeat through the whole season in, in cups and league. Uh, I think they'll be looking to bounce back. They they won tonight in the Europa League four 0 despite resting loads of players. And I feel that in this derby, which is a big London derby for Chelsea, Chelsea and Fulham are big rivals. They're want to, they're going to want to make an example of Fulham. I like Chelsea to cover the minus one handicap at four to seven in this game. Um, I think Fulham have a lot of decent attacking options with the like of Sessegnon and Mitrovic and Sarri and might be able to produce a goal. But in the end, I expect Chelsea to end up winning this game comfortably and getting themselves back on track. Um, as far as fantasy options go, there's, there's quite a few here. I mean, I would think that Eden Hazard is a must and maybe even try and get Morata into your team. He was rested today. Um, Giroud scored two, Morata came on and he also scored. So I think he'll be confident going into this game and he's at a decent price of around eight and a half million in fantasy 
Moving on to the big game of the week, and it features Arsenal versus Tottenham, although that is not the only derby that's happening. We've got the Merseyside derby as well, which is Liverpool against Everton. But I think this one is slightly bigger, basically because... Um, the two teams are in Champions League places. Uh, Arsenal are 13 to eight to win this game. It's 13 to five the draw, and Tottenham are six to four favourites to win at Arsenal, the Emirates. Now, if we look at the statistics on this, the last time Tottenham won away to Arsenal was in 2010. That is 100% true. The last time Tottenham one away to Arsenal. It was 2010, 20th of November 2010 before that. If you want to look at the, the last time they won before that game, which will take you a while, by the way, because it took me a while, you have to go back to 1993, which was the first season of the Premier League. So Tottenham have won at Arsenal two times in the history of the Premier League. One time was eight years ago. And the other time was 25 years ago. Yet they're coming to Arsenal as a 6-4 to favourite to win at the Emirates on Sunday. I don't understand this price whatsoever. I think Tottenham are being massively overrated here. I understand completely. One team are in the Champions League and a high, in a higher, slightly higher league position and the other team are not in the Champions League and are playing Europa League football. But for me... This is an away banker, and I'm not saying that Arsenal are definitely going to win this game, but I cannot see an underdog on the board that I want to take that look better than Arsenal. And statistically, it's an absolute no-brainer to bet Arsenal this weekend. My official pick for this game will be Arsenal draw no bet, which is available at 10 to 11. But when I do the lock dog parlay at the end of the show, there's going to be absolutely no doubt what I'm going to go for. It's going to be Arsenal to beat Tottenham. The final game that we'll be picking today is going to be Liverpool versus Everton, where Liverpool are one to two favourites to win this game. It's 19 to five the draw, and it's six to one on Everton. Um, Liverpool did not turn up against Paris Saint-Germain this week. Um, this one, for me though, has lock potential. Everton just don't turn up away against any of the top six. They lose to all of them. Their top six record is horrendous. Uh, this is the Merseyside derby, so they could have extra motivation. But on paper, I just don't think they, they still don't have the players to compete with the top six sides. I think they're almost beaten before they turn up. And for me, this is a straightforward Liverpool win. Uh, I think it's so straightforward that I don't see Everton even getting on the score sheet. And I do like the price of... Liverpool to win to nil at six to four. They've been defensively sound all season. And uh, I do think that Liverpool could win this game two or three nil. I think despite the fact it is the Merseyside derby, I think Liverpool will go on to win comfortably, especially coming off the back of such a poor performance against Paris Saint-Germain. I think Liverpool need to look good in this game. Moving on to the lock dog parlay. I said at the start of the show, I was going to give you some statistics for the season, for the EPL show, in terms of how we've been doing overall. So so here they are. I did put this over on the lockbetting.com website, but I'm going to give it out to you here as well. Our lock record sits at 13 to 13 and 3. We already mentioned that earlier on. Uh, our overall picks for the season sit at 111 and 43. 
And this gives us a win percentage for the season of 72.07%. So 72% win ratio on our picks here on the EPL show. So that is pretty impressive. But the thing that's most important, of course, is the locks because I expect everybody is betting on the locks and the locks our official plays over on my website, lockbetting.com, where you also get the weekly European show as well as two Champions League podcasts every Champions League week and a Europa League. So it was a great week for us over on the Champions League. We absolutely smashed it, making £297 profit on the Tuesday alone and a £50 profit as well on the Wednesday. So really good week in the Champions League. Go and check us out over at lockbetting.com. Also on lockbetting.com, there will be a full breakdown of all the fights on the Wilder Fury card. All the major fights will be covered on the boxing podcast. But if you just want a preview of Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder, that will be here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network tomorrow. So let's move on with it. The Lock Dog Parlay. My lock is going to be Manchester United at Southampton. I just feel like Man United are a decent away side and I don't think much of Southampton. I do think they're going to be in a relegation fight this season and uh, I expect Manchester United to go and win there. And I do expect Mark Hughes as well to lose his job at some point this season. Um, we don't really cover manager markets too much, but Southampton have a really tough run in, which could see them end up in the bottom three around Christmas time. If you have a look at the future of Southampton and their future games coming up in the next month, it's really, really tough. And I think it could start with a defeat here against Man United. And uh, I don't think Mark Hughes is going to last too long, in my honest opinion. My dog already gave out earlier. Has to be Arsenal. Can't stray away from... Arsenal here, they're available at a really good price and uh, I'm not able to resist that. I think Arsenal will be able to beat Tottenham. I don't think that Tottenham should be a favourite at the Emirates, given the fact they've only won two times there in Premier League history. My parlay is relatively simple. I've gone for Liverpool to beat Everton. I've gone for Chelsea to beat Fulham. And I've taken Manchester City on a minus one handicap to beat Bournemouth. If you stick £100 on that bet, you will win £226. It's a relatively decent bet. I can't see where that one goes wrong. I think all three of those teams will emerge with comfortable wins at the weekend. And... Um, I think the top six is pretty much starting to take shape. And I think when we get to Christmas time, we'll have a clear idea as to who is challenging for the league, if anybody at all, because I do think Man City are likely to run away with it comfortably and who has a chance of qualifying for the top four and going for the Champions League. That's it for me from the EPL show. As you know, there will be a Fury Wilder preview, which will also have my lock dog tease on it for the NFL. Good luck with your bets as always. And thanks for listening.